The Haggadah says, even if we are completely wise, even if we're already wise and intelligent and knowledgeable, even so, on the night of Pesach, tomorrow night, we have a commandment to tell over the story of the Exodus, even if we know it already. And then the Haggadah goes on to say, Anyone that's marbe, which the simple meaning is does a lot. Laharbot means to do a lot. Anyone that says the story a lot, which the simple meaning means to spend a lot of time doing it. is praiseworthy. Such a person is praiseworthy because they're spending a lot of time telling the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. But there's a beautiful teaching from the Dubna Magid. The Dubna Magid, who was famous for being able to come up with a parable to teach some of the deeper ideas in Torah. So the Dubna Magid has a mushal and he explains the deeper meaning of these words, one that's marbe, to tell over the story of the Exodus. So the Dubna Magid says the following parable, that one time there were two people taken captive by brigands. I never thought I'd ever use that word. Brigands means like uh, thieves, crooks, criminals. So two people were taken captive. The prince, the son of the king, and a regular commoner, a regular common person. And they were taken captive and they were made to, 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 they were enslaved, forced to do hard labor, forced to do hard work. They had to sleep on like, on the ground and barely any food was given to them. They really, really suffered for a couple of months until finally somehow the king managed to release both his son and this common person from their captivity. And as these two people were being brought back to the capital city, so the common person, the regular person, started saying to the people that were, that were escorting him how horrible it was being in captivity, that the food was terrible, they gave him junk for food and barely enough water, and they were hit, they used to hit them to do hard work, and they had to schwitz and do labor. He started saying how terrible the conditions were in the captivity. And then the prince said... The hardest thing for me about being in captivity is that I was far from the palace. I couldn't see my father, the king. I wasn't in the royal ambience that I'm used to. So the Dubna Magid says, the first person, the common person, talked about how much he suffered. Now anyone that is in captivity, <clears throat> anybody that's hit and beaten and starved, etc., of course they're going to suffer and of course they're going to say that. They're going to say that, oh, thank God, now I don't have to deal with that terrible captivity anymore. But the prince, the prince didn't talk about getting smacked and getting beaten and having to sleep on the floor in terrible conditions. He spoke about missing his father, the king, missing the palace, missing the royal atmosphere that he's used to. Says the Dubna Magid, Kol Hamar Bilasapr doesn't just mean quantitatively. It doesn't just mean to spend a lot of time telling the story. Kol Hamar means the quality of the story that you tell. What is it that we focus on? What is it about the Exodus that we focus on? Is it that the Egyptians were beating us and we were slaves, etc.? Of course, that's all true. But if that's the whole Pesach, that it's just that we're not physically slaves anymore, that's a common person. But the prince, a Jew, a Jewish woman, a Jewish man, if you tell the story qualitatively, 
a higher story, a deeper story. That's a big person that by them, what's the whole Indian of the Exodus? That we got closer to Hashem. That when we were in Egypt, we were we were memta shari tumah. We were on the forty ninth level of impurity. We were far from God. We didn't yet have the Torah. We were completely alienated from spirituality to the extent, like it says, we couldn't even listen to Moshe mikoitzer ruach because we didn't have enough breath to breathe. We were spiritually inept. We were totally spiritually far. And that's really the deeper meaning of Pesach. You know, there are four cups of wine. One of the things that the Medrash says corresponds to the Arbala Shoinet Shal Geula, the four languages of redemption that it says in in the beginning of Parshas Ve'era, Perik Vav and Shmos, where Hashem says, V'hitseisi v'hitsalti v'galti v'lakachti. V'hitseisi, I took them out of Egypt, I will take them out of Egypt. Hitsalti, I will save them. Galti, I will redeem them. But the fourth one, <clears throat> the point of all of it is Hashem says, I will make you my nation. When we sit down by the Seder, when one who qualitatively speaks about higher things understands that this isn't just a celebration of not being beaten and being slaves anymore. It's a celebration of Hashem taking us out to be His nation to be God's people. And Pesach night, the night of Pesach, was the first time where Hashem's infinite light entered our reality. Pesach night is the night that Yitzchak gave the bracha to Yaakov and all blessings come from that night. All the gates are open that night when Hashem first revealed His infinite light for the first time since the creation of the world. Mamash at Chatzos, the night of Pesach. We should be marvelous. We should be big people and really understand that what Pesach is all about is being being taken away from having to be far from God. And that's a marvelous opera. That's a person that really has understood what Pesach's about.